Hey everyone, this is Anthony Fleming, Senior Pastor of Church Alive, praying that this message is fresh, real and powerful in your mind, your heart, your family, every part of your life. If you enjoy these messages, subscribe to it, share it with a friend to build their faith. God bless you as you lean in to the power and presence of God's Word. so much pastor miriam how are we doing everybody i'm very happy to be here today let me just get my notes in the right order okay um, if you guys don't know me my name is ori i am a worship leader like pastor miriam said i'm also a youth leader here at church alive i've been coming here for quite a while and it is a pleasure as i said before to speak with you today so i was asked Um, this very important question, what did you overcome in 2021 and how did you do it? And so I want to share that with you guys today. But before I do so, let us pray. So close your eyes with me as we pray. Father God, we thank you so much for this time. We thank you for your word, my God. We thank you for the power that is in your word. Holy Spirit, open our eyes and open our ears as we hear your word today. Help us to receive it and apply it to our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you, worship team. You guys are awesome. All right. So with that question in mind, what did I overcome this year and how did I do it? I think back to just a few months ago where um, my grandma was spending time with us, me and my family. And if you guys don't know a little bit about me, I am from the Caribbean and my grandma's from the Caribbean. So she was spending some time here and uh, she loves walking around. She loves being active where we're from we walk around a lot and so one day she went out for a walk and something happened my dad called me i was at work and he was like hey something's wrong with your grandma i am on a plane trying to get to oregon and she just called me and then the call the call cut off and i don't know what's happening but something's wrong and so from the caribbean we don't panic we're not supposed to panic you know everything's iry everything all right everything gonna be all right so I called her, <laughs> I called my grandma, no answer. And I was like, you know, good vibes, every, everything fine, everything all right. Called her again, there was no response. I was like, all right, you know, maybe she's on the phone with somebody. Called her three times, no response. I was like, American mode, I gotta go. People, I gotta go. I had a meeting, I left, and I found her at home. She had tears in her eyes, and I said, what, what's wrong? And she said, um, I fell. I was taking my walk, and I fell, and I hurt my arm really badly. And I said, you know, put some ice on it. And she's like, no, no, no. This thing needs more than ice. We need to go to the hospital right now. We need to go. And I said, okay, you know, we'll go. So I I took her to the hospital. And um, long story short, we did an x-ray. She had broken her bone. This is her left arm right here. And also dislocated her elbow. And the fun part about that is that she needed emergency surgery. And the even funner part is that when you go to the emergency room, you would think that it's, no, it's an emergency. So people would be like, it's an emergency. But no, it's like, okay, you're here for an emergency. Okay, let's take this. And it was the slowest process and the longest day, one of them, of my life. And the interesting part about that was you would think that because there was this life interruption, everything else would be on hold. But no, my responsibilities remained. I still had friendships and relationships to keep track of and everything. And then I felt the weight of that. And in that moment, I realized, oh, my, my, it's not just my day. Something just like shifted in my life. 
And I found myself saying things like, I'm so overwhelmed. I'm so stressed. I never say that. I'm from the Caribbean. We don't say that. We don't. But everything wasn't all right. And I, I felt very defeated and I felt like I couldn't keep up. And I would pray about it. And I remember this one moment I was praying and I was, you know, bringing my request to God. Because Paul says, the apostle Paul says, you know, you got to bring your request to God and, and be earnest about it. And I was. And he said, the Holy Spirit spoke very clearly to me. And he said this, see the good and be content in all circumstances. I was like, have you, have you seen my circumstances? But not just that. There was a scripture that came with it too. It was Matthew 6. 25 and I'm gonna read it's quite chunky but I'll break it break it up afterward Uh, Matthew 6 25 it should be up on the screen at some point it says therefore I tell you do not be anxious about your life what you will eat or what you will drink nor about your body what you will put on is not life more than food and the body for more than clothing look at the birds of the air they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not more valuable than they? This is Jesus speaking, by the way. And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to the span of his life? And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin, Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass in the field, which, is, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown in the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O little faith? You of O little faith. Therefore, do not be anxious about anything, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after these things, and your heavenly Father knows you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. These things will be added to you. Therefore, he says it one more time, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient is the day. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. That was my scripture. That was my word. And I was like, what? What am I supposed to do with this? <laughs> um, there were four things I was supposed to do with this. And um, I want to share it with you guys today because I think it will really help somebody. And I hope it does. The first thing he told me to do was fix your focus. Fix your focus. Matthew 6, the same passage of scripture. I just want to highlight something in there. A verse of scripture. I just want to highlight some 25. Let's start it again. Therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body. And it goes on to say in 26, look at the birds of the air. We're going to emphasize on that word, look at the birds of the air. He's basically saying, what are you looking at? What are you looking at when in your anxiousness? Are you looking at your trouble? Are you looking at your pain? Why don't you look at the birds that I feed, that I take care of? Why don't you fix your eyes on the things that I am doing so that you know that I'm a provider? So my question to you is, what do you see when you're going through your trouble, when you're going through your anxiety? I know there's a lot happening in our world.
talks about clothing. Consider the lilies of the field. Consider, that's another way of saying ponder on it, think about it. You know, the Apostle Paul encourages us think of, to think about things that are pure and true and lovely and noble and excellent. It's because when moments like this come, we don't have to think about what's going to take us out. No, no, no. The Holy Spirit is meant to raise us up. So he says to consider the little things. Consider the lilies that are here today and they're gone tomorrow. You are more valuable than that. So he told me, think about what you're thinking about. Where are your thoughts right now? How did, you, how did you get to where you are in your thinking? For me, I had this struggle of thinking of one thing, and before I know it, I was on a plane to France, moving somewhere, and I was just in this whole other world where I thought I was going to run away, and I was going to do this, this, and this, and this, because this is hard, and I just want to leave. But how many of you know when you leave, when you choose to run away from your problems, they come right behind you, right? They follow you. They don't leave. He says, don't be anxious. The third thing was, be slow to speak. Watch what you say. Consider your words carefully. Jesus continued in verse 31 saying, therefore do not be anxious saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear or where shall we go? How can we keep safe? How do we do this? How do we do that? Sometimes we ask all these questions and then have nothing to work with and then get worked up about it. And it's God's job to help us. It's God's job to be there for us. I have a question for you. What are you making an agreement with? What are you making an agreement with? What are you saying over and over that is causing you to, to basically build a wall for yourself, a mountain that may seem impossible to climb. For me, I was saying things like, I'm, I'm so stressed, I'm so overwhelmed, I can't do it, I can't do it. And before you know it, I really can't do it because I'm not even putting in the effort to do it because in my mind and in my speech, I'm not making any effort to do it. So what are you making an, an agreement with? The enemy will sometimes whisper. The enemy will sometimes shout. The enemy will sometimes pre present himself as, well, this is safe, or this is the best thing. Everybody's doing it. You should do it. But the word of God says to resist the devil and he will flee. And I know that when you entertain the devil, when you agree with him, you give him power. When you agree with the self-defeating thoughts, you give him power. And I had to step out of that. The last thing and this is the most obvious thing, was do not be anxious. Because he said it about four times in this passage of scripture. Do not be anxious. Why are you reacting this way? How can you respond better? When times get hard, how can you respond better? I am learning to overcome the battle of defeated thinking by taking authority. The authority that Jesus has given me. To not engage with the enemy but to tell the enemy what's written in scripture. When he says you can't do it, yes, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. God is with me always. So many times, so many people, I lead the youth ministry and 
so many of our youth say that they're lonely and it's just them. They feel like they're alone and nobody understands. And I have to tell them, like, that is a lie from the pit of hell. You are never alone. You are never alone. And for some of us today, we have so many thoughts in our heads and it's so against scripture. And we need to find that word of God that says, no, 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 you are never alone. God is always with you. God is always for you. And sometimes you feel down and you don't know how to get up out of it. Open your Bible. There is a word for you in there. There is a promise for you in there. There is love for you in there. That was not in my notes. <laughs> the ability to overcome does not come from your own strength. It does not come from my own strength, not my wisdom, not my talent, but from the spirit of God. And when you realize that the same spirit, the exact same spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead lives in you, you can overcome. You can overcome. You can overcome. God bless you guys. I'm going to call up Albert. Can we give it up for Ori? How good was that? So good, so good. Can we stand for the word of God, please? <clears throat> the irony, look. This is what I love about when you do the 1010 panels, because a lot of the scripture that I have here was even mentioned by the other speakers as well. Um, I, had, I as well have an opening scripture. Um, I'm going to start with Luke chapter 12, and I'll skip right to 25. It says, who of you by worrying can add a single hour to your life? Since you cannot do this very little thing, why do you worry about the rest? Hashtag you are not in control. Consider how the wildflowers grow. They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you, not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow, and is thrown into the fire, how much more will he clothe you, you of little faith? And do not set your heart on what you will eat or drink. Do not worry about it. I'm going to skip to say, do not be afraid, little flock, for your father has been pleased to give you the kingdom. Let's pray. Lord, Heavenly Father, I pray for each and every heart that is here. We thank you that your presence is here right now, Lord. Fill us with your spirit. May each and every heart be open and ready to receive your word and what you have in store for each and every one of us, Lord. May we throw off the things that hinders us, Lord, and put on your love, put on your grace, put on everything that clothes us, Lord, with your honor and your humility. In Jesus' name. And a group of good-looking people said? Amen. Amen. You may be seated. So guys, my name is Albert Gonzalez. I am a transformed leader here. <laughs> thank you, thank you. <clears throat> I have the honor and the privilege to also be a Kids Alive teacher. And I also serve as an armor bearer for Pastor Anthony. Yes, if you get too close, I might mean mug you, but it's all good. <laughs> uh, but I just want to uh, honor our pastors, Pastor Anthony, Pastor Miriam, every pastor on staff, Pastor Fernando, each and every leader, each and every person that serves here, our worship team. I just want to say thank you because you guys have done a great impact in my life and in my family's life, and we're forever grateful for you guys. And um, I'm also a, a husband. I just celebrated a, over a year of marriage with my beautiful wife, Nicole, in October. And we actually shared two beautiful children together, and I believe that the Lord sent them, but to test my faith. <laughs> All the parents say Amen. <laughs> So um, actually, before coming to Church Alive, I got over like two years coming here, I dealt with a lot of anxiety that led to depression and led to even suicidal thoughts. And it's because I try to control my own life and do things my own way. 
And it felt like there was a weight on me and I couldn't move and I felt restless. And I want to show you guys this image. Can you put the image up of a ball and chain right here? And it literally, this is what anxiety does to you. And depression and suicidal thoughts, it actually affects your walk. So my title today is The Art of Weight, Overcoming Anxiety. And what is anxiety? Anxiety is actually a feeling of fear, dread, and uneasiness. It might cause you to sweat, feel restless, and tense, and have a rapid heartbeat. But it's also a sign that you are over-controlling, even if it's for a good reason. It might be a sign that maybe you care so much about these things, but then they start to overwhelm you. And actually, it starts to control you and your body language. You know, we just read about Solomon in that scripture. But look what Solomon says about anxiety here. He says, anxiety weighs down the heart, but a kind word cheers it up. What are you trying to control that you need to surrender? That's... And actually, this is, this is what neuroscientists research. They actually research that gratitude and anxiety cannot coexist in the brain at the same time. They sound very Christian-like, don't they? Look what he says in Philippians 4. Verses 6 through 7, they says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. This brings me to my first point. In order to overcome anxiety, you actually have to confront it. And one of the many ways that I confronted anxiety was actually to imagine the worst, as weird as that sounds. Because when you imagine the worst, whether you write it down or you say it out loud, you already, you put it out there, but then the, the power of it actually diminishes. The next thing you want to do, you actually want to cast it. But you don't want to cast it onto other people because this is what we do when we have anxiety. It actually, we project it on other people. But why would we cast it to someone or anyone that can't hold it? The only one that could hold it is Jesus. Right? <clears throat> we do this. We do this by putting on humility because anxiety is a pride issue. Even if you look at the word anxiety, the word I is in it, in the middle. It's always about I, I, I. How can I do It's always about I do this, me. But when we put on humility, we start thinking about others. We start thinking about serving God and serving people. Look what 1 Peter 5 says, verses 6 through 7. It says, humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up in due time. And then cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. My second point is actually shift your perspective. Shift your focus. And how do we do this? How do we shift our mind when it's so clouded? We renew it by saying what's truth. And Jesus is truth. The word is truth. So we start saying that in our minds. We actually, the, wor the word of God actually says do not conform to the patterns of the My third point, actually before that point, oh, I just want to ask you guys, where is your focus? What am I focused on that does not promote positivity? What perspective is that? You know, Peter, he gets off the boat and he sees Jesus and he starts actually walking on water and he has his eyes fixated on him. He's seeing a miracle right before his eyes. But then he starts focusing on other things around him. And he starts drowning. 
And then Jesus is there again, and he focuses his eyes back on him, and he actually, Jesus actually pulls him up back up on the water. My third point is actually to change your speech. Because your words create and they lead. You know, King David, when he was going to fight Goliath, he actually, before his greatest weapon, it wasn't the, the, the slingshot or, or the rocks that he hit him with. It was actually his words. He says, you come at me, but I come at you with the word of God, which is much more powerful than anything in the natural. We wanna read, you want to read and meditate on the word of God and declare it. You want to change your speech. You know, um, you want to get off worry and get into worship. I love how David got off worry and got into worship, and that was his fuel. And um, actually thinking about the Christmas um, spirit and, and, and ships and all that, my mom actually, she gifted me. She's actually right here in the audience. She actually gifted me a rocket ship one time, and I loved watching rocket ships after that. And I noticed that when a rocket ship actually takes off and it actually gets into orbit, it starts throwing these things off that it doesn't need anymore. And I feel like, what are we going to throw off on 2021 in order so we can move forward in 2022? Right? You know, David, when he was fighting Goliath, King Saul actually gave him his armor and his, his shield and his sword. But he knew it wasn't his. It wasn't, it wasn't. It was weighing him down so much. He says, no, I don't need that. I, I, I'm going to stick to what I really need, and I'm going to take what I really need, and that's the word of God. That's, that's these, maybe all you have right now is just them rocks, but them rocks are good enough to defeat that giant that you're facing today. I want to leave you with this scripture, Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 through 2. It says, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, it's like that ball and chain. And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. We serve such a good God that is willing to just take up that weight for you. And um, actually, one of the biggest anxieties, uh, challenges that I dealt with this year was actually, believe it or not, speaking in front of people. <laughs> and um, I, it's a living testimony to say that even though I'm afraid, I'm going to do it anyway. Because I, I, take, I take off that shame. I take off any doubt or any insecurity because I believe that God is going to speak through me. He's going to speak for me. So when you start realizing that it's to honor God, everything else will come. Seek first his kingdom and all, his, and all his righteousness and all these things will be added upon you. Um, with overcoming anxiety, actually, the, the first couple years that I was dealing with it, I would get panic attacks each about three a day when, before coming to Church Alive. And then 2020, I actually started getting one every month. And this year, I only had one. <laughs> I only had one anxiety attack. But I learned how to overcome it. By reading the word, getting into scripture, being around other people that want the best for you, being, your, being people's crutches, which is what we do in Transform. So put yourself in an environment where, where the anxiety could just go away. And that's by getting into his word. That's by getting into his presence. So I just want to thank you guys. Thank you, pastors. 